0: That there. Let's bring this over. I feel like there's a bit of suspense now. (laughs) 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 It's not, I know, it's got to be good. (laughs) Right, it's lovely to be here again. Always get a warm welcome. So thank you. Um, Yeah, I'm just here with my son uh, who's at the back there because he's injured himself. We met up with Phil yesterday. we went to a trampoline park. Yes, say no more. Um, but my uh, Phil sends his love, for sure. He really enjoyed, he said he really enjoyed his time. A couple of weeks ago, was that right? Was he speaking here? I know he has a lot of affection for this place. And my wife sends her love. Uh, her name's Helen. She's trying to get my eldest daughter through her mock GCSEs, otherwise she'd be with us. And I would bring my two little ones that would be carnage so we have left them there so it's lovely to see the kids staying in so do you want to come up and help me open a christmas present how about that it's christmas come- yes didn't need any sort of look at this you'll help brilliant so do you know do you know what this is because it is a christmas present but have you seen or done in your schools about a samaritan's purse shoebox? have you ever known about that okay uh, what you, what, what? So this is, there's a big charity called the Samaritan's Purse. And people fill, does anyone else know about this? Yeah. So you fill up a shoebox and you send a present to a child somewhere in the world who hasn't got very much. And they open this and there's a lot of fun and enjoyment. And we took our youth group from our church to pack one of these shoeboxes. But I would like you to open it and imagine... Altogether, we're going to imagine we're one of those children that have received this gift that's come from somewhere, and we're going to open it. Should we, we have a look what's inside? Have a look what's in there. Do you want to show everyone what we got? One of those Lego. Lego. Is that Lego? Yes, jigsaw. A hairbrush. They're pretty cool. Skipping rope. Who can skip? Don't worry. I want, I'm not going to get you to do it. That thing. Oh, that is cool. If you press the button in the middle, that's it. And then basically you throw it out somewhere. Now, we could do that here, couldn't we? But, okay, there you go. Well, well done. Brilliant. So what the children do, they open these things, and they could be all sorts of things like this, depending on what age they are, depends what people send. Here we go. This. <laughs> you can. Do you want to throw it to your dad? You ready? Oh, close. (laughs) This is it. This is half hour. Brilliant, Jude. Well done. Um, So, yeah, they sit there and they play with these toys offline. And there's videos, if you want to go on the website and see videos of children opening thinking this is incredible. But what I would like you to do is imagine you're now the child. He's got all these things. You spent all day playing with them all week playing with them and then you sit down and then you suddenly think I wonder who gave me these things because you have Christmas presents don't you and you generally know who's giving you the Christmas presents but these children they've got no idea who sent them so how would we find out what could we do ask the person who made it they don't know them either so what could just we don't. do just don't we could we could have a guess couldn't we we could have a guess or right sometimes people who send these gifts send a card so do you want to read the card you go for it what's it say with love from john in the uk okay so there's a bit more information there so what this child couple of these children might sit there and think, okay, who is John? What do we think? He's a person. He's a person. That's a good start. Boy, girl? Yes, boy. boy, yeah. Young, old? Old. You think old? <laughs> Interesting. Is that because his name's John? Okay, that's good. We're trying to work it out. Where is he from? UK. UK. So we've got a bit of information, haven't we? Well, what about... Exactly, could be anywhere from the UK. Is he tall or short? Tall. You think he's tall? Do you know that? No. Not sure. No, fat? Thin? Yeah, fat. You think he's fat? <laughs> he's fat, tall, old. He's called cool shy. <laughs> okay, do you, do you know that? No. You're just trying to work it out, aren't we? That's it. How 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 do we know about this person? The only way we really know... It's from is from WhatsApp. It's from WhatsApp. Is what they tell us, right? Would you say that you know, John? No. You don't know. Him. We can guess. He's an invisible person. He's invisible. We can guess what he's like. And you know, today, this is what we're talking about in, in church. <laughs> and what do we do in church? We learn about Jesus and we learn about God. We worship him. But how do we know what God's like? Amen. The only way we can know what God is like is if he reveals himself to us he speaks to us and the good news is he has that's what this psalm is all about and so how we get to know God isn't so much us guessing and working it out but trusting in what he said of himself so that's what we're doing here and you can ask your parents or whoever you came with after because they will be listening intently to every word I say. But anyway, I know that you're desperate for some toys, right? I would give you these toys, but they're my kids. But John at the back, he's resting because he's he's hurt his leg yesterday. He's got a little packet of sweets and a present for you you can take out to your groups now. So you just go to the back. He's right up there. And I think you go out with Rachel, is that right? Great. Apartment. you can leave it. great Oh sweets always a winner Harry bow so that's the big idea friends today um, we're going to look at this psalm together um, one I'm sure you very well and probably what I'm going to say you know very well, but it's my heart to encourage us and remind us that we serve a God who speaks. And he may not give us packs of Haribo and Christmas crackers, but he gives us himself so that we can know him. And for those of you who might not know, my background is in video production, so I work for for charities and, and sort of non government organizations, and um, years ago, about 15 years ago, I made this video with the Baptist Mission Society, and as I was preparing for this talk, I was reminded about this video, so it's, it's pretty old, but we went out on the streets of Stratford-upon-Avon and we asked four questions uh, to people. We said, how does God communicate with the world today? How would you like God to communicate with you What would you like God to say? And what do you think God would say? So, Stuart, if we can play that video, it'd be great. I don't really think that God communicates with the world today. You see a lot of things going wrong lately. I don't really believe in that sort of thing to be honest. I wouldn't say that he does. God communicates to us through his words. I don't really know to be honest. In a psychic type of way. Um. If the God exists that people believe does exist, I'm sure it's us, our job to talk to him and not the other way around. I don't really believe that he communicates with the world. People might believe that he communicates one-on-one, but again, I think it's a personal thing. More often than not, in times of trouble. Probably with all the bad things that are happening. Through his holy book, the holy scriptures. To be honest, with all the stuff that's happening at the moment, I don't really believe that God's communicating very well with us. No, I'm a fairly skeptical person, so you'd have to find a pretty <laughs> fantastic way of doing it. Um, uh, through a song. Answer some prayers. I don't know. Um, I don't know how I'd like him to do it, but I know that I do communicate with him every single day. Five times a day I communicate to him. I'd like something very blunt. Be like, hey it's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very difficult to say. Who like poetry and things like that? Maybe in a dream or something. I don't uh What do you think, <laughs> If he's communicating with me, I... I'm quite happy with how he's doing it at the moment. A dream. Like, I have a dream to tell you a sign. Yeah, that's a good one. That I would really believe and not have doubts serve more of my disciples, then I will be pleased with you. Uh, You've won the lottery, that'd be nice. Calm you down, or say, don't worry about things, yeah. Everything's gonna be alright, don't worry. Okay, everything would be okay. Everything's alright, don't worry about anything. He's forgiven my sins, I guess. I hope that he would say that uh, we are doing well, that we are doing fine, that we are going in the right direction. I'm gonna be saved forevermore. Forgive me for my for all my sins. Forgive me for all my sins. Uh, I think you'd tell me to be stopped being so materialistic. Stop smoking probably. I really don't know. I should. I should probably say that I'm doing alright at the moment. I have changed like you know compared to what I've been like in the last 30 years like. Try to be happy. I think he will say, just keep on doing what you are doing. I not probably clean your act up a bit. <laughs> Sorry, some of those couldn't quite hear some of those answers. Quite interesting, right? I probably <clears throat> heard many of those answers before or resonated with some of that. Maybe you agree or disagree. Um, and so we're going to look at the psalm, but also reference that video with some of those answers. And it should make us think, I wonder how you would answer that. How does God communicate to the world today? Or as clever theologians say, his revelation. Because that's how we know him. Well, I mean, we can guess, but actually... It's how you know anyone, isn't it? It's solely dependent on what they share and show and display to you. So, let's turn to Psalm 19. Thanks, Stuart. This Psalm of David, it's a good foundation for us to understand how God reveals himself to us. And there's kind of three pretty distinct sections in this psalm. So I've kind of made some titles for them. Uh, The first part is his word in nature. He's second, the word in scripture. And the third, the personal word. So you're going to have a three-point sermon this morning, if that's your thing. If not, then I guess you know when I'm going to finish, right? So that's good. So let's go back. To the first six verses is word in nature. And this psalm starts out with big statements. You see that at the beginning? And they are saying something. Something's being communicated. The heavens declare, the skies proclaim, they pour forth speech, night after night they display. So something's being said, yet we notice who's doing the talking here? Who's speaking? It's the heavens and the skies, or David or the Bible's way of saying it's creation. Our natural world. Speaks. There's no words or, or language there in verse 3, yet it's, yet it's communicating something. I don't really think we probably need much convincing of this, especially not living in beautiful Cornwall, right? Whether you're a Christian here or not, you know that kind of the natural world speaks to people. People are connected to it. Some write poetry, paint, some worship it. Or we just like simply being in nature, seeing some of that wonder and awe. Um, Last month, I had the amazing privilege to go to a country called Nepal with my work, and we trekked through uh, a small part of the Himalayas. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And on one of the mornings, um, the guide said, right, we need to get up before dawn. So you go up to this sort of very popular viewing place in the dark, um, so we did that. There was hundreds of people there, all with their little head torches on. And we're going to look, he said, at the sunrise over this mountain range. So we were there waiting, and then the sky slowly starts to turn a different color, and people start turning off their head torches, and then this glow behind. And then you saw this little glowing ball of the sun come up above the, the mountain, and the, the light sort of lit up the mountains behind you. And then everyone there just started cheering and clapping from people from different countries, different backgrounds, they all started clapping and cheering at this beauty they were seeing. And the psalm wants to say yes to that, right? That that expression is good. We are right to clap and cheer. And David wants to also say that it is pointing to something that it's directing us beyond mountains or rocks or water. And what is that? The heavens declare the glory of God. That sense of the divine, that God's glory, his his weightiness, his, his power, his might, is revealed in creation. So... Mountains or stars or planets or rivers or seas or sen and beach or the birth of a child or an insect or a plant. I mean, there's no shortage, right? It's pouring forth speech and it's all saying, God is glorious. And that's great. That's good news. And um, as I say, here it's easy. Ah, oh. <laughs> Birmingham, I mean, it's great. Not quite the same, but um, anywhere you are, you can display, right? But uh, if me and John make it back in time tonight, we might switch on BBC and watch Planet Earth 3 in all its glory. I think it's the last episode today. But enjoy and give thanks in creation because it speaks of Him. And what else does it say? The skies are the works of His hands which means another part of his revelation to us is this world isn't an accident. We are his handiwork. We'll probably not actually hear that on BBC One tonight, will we? But there is a purpose to it. Something did not merely come from nothing for it to return to nothing. In fact, I reckon to truly believe that, you have to push against what's been made plain to you, right? And this message, this revelation, it's to all people, it's to all mankind. Verse 4, its voice goes out to the ends of the earth. What's known, again, theologians, call this the general revelation, natural revelation to all mankind. Whether you're a Christian, whether you're religious, whether you don't believe in anything, you can't hide from it. I mean, you can try, but it's just like the sun. That's what he goes on to say, isn't it? The sun, nothing is hidden from the sun's heat. And and what did that that guy say in the video? How would you like God to communicate to you, was the question. And he said, Well, I'm a fairly skeptical person, so we'd have to do something pretty fantastic. And the psalm would want to say to him, He (laughs) has. You've got no excuse, fella. Um, but I guess in my my experience of speaking to people, and this might be the same for you guys, I think that most people actually do believe there is something beyond this natural world. Um, we, we just can't be sure what it is. It might say they're agnostic. We just don't know. I think, I remember reading someone, I think David Attenborough is in that, um, camp. He, he just doesn't know. Like that recipient of the shoebox there. We have this gift of the world, but we, we can guess, or well, we don't really know much about the giver, or we can't know. And so we sense what he might be like, or it might be like, maybe from our experience. Remember that woman in the, in the video? She said, well, maybe, maybe he's trying to communicate something with us through all the bad things that are happening in the world. or well, maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. How do we know? How do we know what he's up to at all? And so although God has made himself known by the things he's made, he isn't fully revealed in his creation. I mean, we can stare at the ocean all day. We can cheer and clap on the top of the Himalayas. and But, but, but we need God to reveal more of himself, which is why the psalm doesn't end at verse 6. And we go on to the second psalm. He's revealed himself in nature, and now we see his word in Scripture. And there's quite a shift, I think, in this psalm at this point. There's a big old change. we for the big revelation, sort of honing down. And in these verses, David starts talking about the law of God. He mentions it in, in lots of different ways. He calls it the statutes, the precepts, the law, the commands, and they're really saying the same thing. For David, it might have been the first five books of the Bible. but For us, it, it's the Bible. That we feel that, and see that God is revealed in general in creation, but in a more specific way or a special way, he's revealed himself through the pages of the Bible. Um, and it's here I think people struggle, and maybe, maybe in here we, we struggle with that. You know, the idea of God or the divine being revealed in nature, yes, and actually we get excited and, and, and it's big and it's good, but when it comes to the Bible, we might struggle a bit. Um, like that guy, actually. I don't know if you heard it in, in the video. He said, well, if God's communicating to me, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with how he's doing it already. I'm happy with a generic and a general, but don't give me the specific. And, and, and to be honest, this could be a range of reasons that... As you speak to people, it might be intellectual issues or the history of the Bible, the claims, often really valid questions. And I would encourage if any of us in here have those sort of questions, come and speak to the leaders or myself or whatever. There's loads of resources out there and they're real important questions. But I suspect for us in this room, and if you've been a Christian for a while, we we trust the Bible as God's word. It's him speaking. We believe in some way that and it does speak to us, yet we struggle. And it can simply often be that we just find it difficult and boring. Is that just me? All right. And if that is your experience, I am not here to make you feel guilty about that. As, as I say, I'll put my hand up to resonate with that sometimes. But as we read these verses now, I do want us to be challenged. Because look look at how David speaks of the Bible. It's perfect. It makes my heart rejoice. It opens my eyes. It's better than gold. It's better than the sweetest food. And his, his language seems to, to be, if anything, more passionate and more vibrant. A man who would have spent endless days under the stars as a shepherd looking up, and yet when he speaks of Scripture, it is just as profound as how he speaks of nature. And I'll say, why is that? Why do I not often speak of the Bible in that way? And there might be loads of reasons why why that is, but let's stick with our theme of God's revelation to us. And again, remember one of the guys in the uh, video at the end there, he, he was asked, what do you think God would say to you? And his reply was, well, stop being materialistic. Another one was, stop smoking. I think the last guy said, I've got to clean up my act a bit. And perhaps we can slip into viewing the Bible a bit like that. Or how we view God. He spoke in nature. Now he speaks in Scripture basically a set of instructions as to how I should live better. Although I'm pretty sure... Particularly if you've had Phil teach here for two years, that's probably not what you feel the Bible is. Yet it's good to remind ourselves again about his word. That although it contains instructions, it's not about God telling me how to live better. In fact, it's not really centered on me at all. It's ultimately the story of God. It's him revealing himself through history, right? Right? that through our own mess our own sin our revelation of god is broken it's marred we we don't know him and that's why we we've groped around trying to guess what god is like in fact if we leave if we are left to our own devices we exchange the beauty and the glory of god for just things that he has made that's how romans puts it we exchange and worship created things rather than the creator. And the law of the Lord shows us that actually we need, we need reviving, right? Verse 7. He, we need to be revived. And David recognizes that the only way that this works is through the word and work of God. You see, he, he changes the way he speaks of God actually in this part. At the beginning, he just used the word God. But here, he's talking about the Lord. His personal Name The name he gave to his people in in actual history as he revealed himself to them. It's God interacting in the lives of real men and women. It's real life, which is why I think it's difficult in places and glorious in other places. Why it sings to us on some days when we open it, but causes us to wrestle with it on others. Because it's real life. It doesn't just have abstract truths. It's God come and working here. And it searches us out, right? The word searches us. And am I right in thinking a couple of weeks ago, Phil spoke on that, right? Psalm 139, search me, O God. And we find that his word does that. Like the the sun, that nothing is hidden from its heat. In the same way that the the word of God is, is living and acting, we can't... We can't hide from it when we when we understand and read it. And these descriptions that David talks about here are active in that. Like the sun provides life and growth. Here he's reviving the soul, he says, that the Lord does. It makes me wise. Does anyone want to be wise? <laughs> anyone want joy to their heart and light to their eyes? I do, definitely do. And we haven't got time to look at all of these, but as we begin to see God revealed in Scripture and we meditate on it, and we see what he has given it us for, we start to speak at times like David did here. He says, your word is better than gold. Did we know that? Do I know that? That God's word is to you in the Bible is more valuable than your house. It's more valuable than your pension plan. It's more valuable than all the things that I own. That's what he's saying there. That's how he speaks of the word. Um, one person who, who showed me this, and probably Phil as well was our grandfather. I don't know if he did. He ever speak of his grandparents before? They they were uh, medical missionaries out in Iran. <clears throat> they lived in Iran for about thirty years. And during the Iranian Revolution in 1979, they were taken hostage. So they were kidnapped and held hostage for nine months. Um, in fact, it was over the time when I was born. So I was sort of in the news, because they were like, this child that's been born is... In those days, it was big news, right? I mean, this happens a lot now, but maybe if that's something that uh, you remember in 79 and 80. And uh, many years later, my grandfather came to speak at our youth uh, event at our church. And he just started to share about his experience, and he shared how they were kept sort of separate for 50 days, and all they had was just the clothes and a mattress and the food that they, they were given. Um, and he said he obviously longed to be united with his wife, but he also as well longed for the Bible. And he, he would say he would ask for it and ask for it. And eventually uh, he got a Bible. And he said, do you know what the first thing I did when I got this Bible? He had all these youth on Tenderhooks thinking what a He said, I just sat there and stroked it. And that has always stuck with me. Because God was so valuable to him. His word was so valuable to him. He had no need of gold in that prison thing, in prison cell. His possessions were useless, except God's word was so precious to him. I'm so grateful. that, In fact, my son at the back, John, he's named after him. And so he has revealed himself in nature, revealed himself in his word. And lastly, he has a personal word for us. Um, I was struck by how Dave prayed before We started this meeting. He just prayed that there's not a lot we can do to um, to not a lot we can do outside of God's work, His Spirit working in our hearts. We can worship well as Alan does. I can speak kind of well, (laughs) but ultimately it's God coming and meeting. And turning hearts. And that is actually what happens here we see. That we see David so far hasn't really spoken about himself. He's spoken about God in creation. But now he starts to speak in first person. And he's acutely aware of this personal word to him. And I believe that that's why many of us are sitting in here today. It's because... Yes, we appreciate God in all his glory and his word, but actually it was that moment that connected with our hearts, whatever that was, whatever that enlivening was. And ultimately as well, we are convicted. David here is completely aware of his condition, his faults, his sin, Remember that um, guy in the video? I think he must have been a Muslim. He said, um, he was asked, what would you like God to say to you? And his answer, forgive me all my sins. Forgive me for all my sins. And I think our Muslim friend there is echoing a truth that throughout all the ages, we have longed to hear those words. We, We know something's wrong. We know something's broken. I don't measure up. A bit like David's reaction here at the end. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me even the sins I don't even know about, my hidden faults. I see you in creation. I see your word. I love it. I want to be pleasing in your sight. Yet I know I'm unworthy. That's what he's conveying, isn't it? How can someone like me stand before the glory of someone like you? And God says, you can't. You can't, but the Bible speaks again. God speaks again and he reveals more of himself. His ultimate revelation of himself, the ultimate communication. He didn't he didn't create something new. He didn't write another book. He gave himself, right? The word became flesh. And that's what we're celebrating at Christmas. God with us, Emmanuel. So if we actually, if we want to know what God is like, we can look at Jesus. And when I look at Jesus, all that he is, then my heart is stirred. I, uh, I caught a 10 minutes, I think, or so of last week's sermon. Was it a lady called Sarah? And she was speaking of how God... Came just to the small and the humble. Am I right? I think he came came to Bethlehem. I'm struck by those words, actually, Alan, that you... Did I bring them here? He chose a song um, called The Manger Throne today. And verse 2 says this, You could have marched in all your glory into the heart of Rome, showed the splendor like they've never known, but you wrote a better story in humble Bethlehem, creator in the arms of common men. Well, I should choice that uh, song there, Alan. You will die for our redemption and rise so that we can live. And that's God revealed to us so that he speaks a better word. He, he does speak forgiveness. We want to say that to our Muslim friend there on that video who one day hopes that God would say you're forgiven. We've said he's already said it. He's already spoken it to us, and what a word of comfort he has said to us in our lives. And for whatever we're walking through, we know that, yes, God is in the big and in his word, but he uses that and comes to us in our moment, in our struggle. A personal word, a person. Not a set of rules, a set of ways in which we need to live, but a person. A person. So, as I end, I wonder actually, whether we could sing that song again, and that'd be really good. Um, but I'm struck about that, that scripture. Where it says, "God has shone His light into our hearts, right? said, "Let light shine in the darkness, and He has made His light shine in our hearts as that personal word, and given us the light of the knowledge, of the glory of God." Yes, in creation." Yes, in Scripture, but ultimately in the face of Jesus Christ. So Pope Church, um, I just want to encourage you with that, and that doesn't that make us want to follow him and trust His word and be encouraged by His word, so that we can know him who speaks and, and join in with David at the end and say, "Our Lord, our rock." and our Redeemer. So why don't we pray together? And yeah, if we could sing that, that would be great. Lord, I just want to thank you that you're a speaking God, that you haven't left us in the dark, that we can know you and be sure that when you speak, it reveals something of yourself, Lord. And I just really want to encourage those here that in whatever circumstance of life uh, they're facing, that they would trust and know the God that speaks, he's living. That we would steer clear of feelings of of uh, inadequacy or feelings of that you're saying something other than that what you've spoken, Lord. And so I really pray that. And also I, pr- I pray for the kids that came up here and unpacked that. Christmas present I really pray that in their lives that they would know a God who speaks and can be known mm. and that they would grow up to love and honor and serve you that they would know the great gift of this wor- world world <coughs> of this word and of your son Jesus amen amen, amen. All right. Do you want me to play please yeah All right.